If you're looking for an in-depth, detailed, academic analysis of the past, devoid of any comedy or entertainment value presented by an educated historian with a PhD, this isn't the show for you. Hi, I'm Tawny Plattis, a professional voiceover actor who gives a very casual, very Southern Californian, and hopefully very comedic retelling of the sexy, scandalous, and salacious stories from history your teacher probably left out on my podcast, The Dirty Bits. Catch the show on tawnyvoice.com or anywhere podcasts are found. Chat soon, lovebug. The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song debate from yesterday and today the Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song debate from yesterday and today The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love Spreading the joy with the music we play. Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, let me introduce myself first, okay? I was going to say Steve the Limey, but who are you? Who are you? I am Blake the Yank. And we are here with an exciting new episode about missed meanings as in missed meanings in songs that we think uh, about something but they're really not they're about something else and being the gentleman i am from england i am going to let the big i don't mean that in a big way big i mean you know as in a, a big name not in a big person the big yank to to start off and roll the balls. We got some exciting. The big giant head. The big giant head. Say yeah, it. Yeah, the, the big head. That's <laughs> all right. So yeah, this is, a, this is a fun episode, but it's been difficult for us to compile because we know these things are out there, but they were hard to kind of track down. Here was our goal. We wanted to share with you songs that in the country they came out in, they made perfect sense. But when they got to another country, those folks didn't quite understand what the meaning was. And we found examples on both sides of the big pond. So it was fun to say, hey, that gets to another country and nobody knows that that's what that's really about. That is so true, depending on what it's back about. But it can be like a universal misunderstand meaning too. Um, so um, I've got a bunch of interesting ones up my sleeve. And what have you got to start the show, buddy? I don't have any sleeves. Well, there's nothing hidden then. And yeah, don't pick your nose. No, <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, don't pick your nose. Pick me a winner. I was expressing my distaste at the fact that I raised my arms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What have you got for us? Okay. So I think the best thing to kick this off with was the Little Richard song, Good Golly, Miss Molly. So <laughs> there's a lot of little uh, hidden meanings in there that were pretty obvious to some Americans, not as obvious to other Americans, and definitely not really picked up on when the song hit the UK. Because we have good golly, Miss Molly sure likes to ball. Can we hear a little bit of that? 
Yes, we can. Good golly, Miss Marley. That's a great pick. And what's the uh, hidden meaning behind that? Well, there's actually multiple um, dirty meanings here. So, for example, the phrase sure likes to ball. That's another word for having sex. That's a euphemism for having sex. There's a bit in the lyrics about rocking at the house of blue light. That's another euphemism for having sex. And if you're not sure how that happens, I'm not quite clear on the whole meaning of the blue light, but the song by Prince, it's called Blue Light, is a perfect example of this, where Prince is saying, you like it in the dark, but I like a blue light. Can you turn on a blue light? Close your eyes and count to ten. And when you open them, I'll be standing naked with nothing but a smile on blue Can you turn on a blue light? But what does he like in the dark? The same thing as the beginning. It's about sex. I've got a sexy one too. Baby, one more time, Britney Spears. A lot of people think that's kind of naughty, but it, it kind of, the Swedish uh, guys that wrote the song, Max Martin and uh, Ram, Rami Yacoub, they wrote the song about a girl begging her ex-boyfriend to call her up on the telephone, or as we say in England, give her a ring. You know that phrase, right? Yeah. It, Give me a ring in the morning, love. Um, yeah, that has a whole different meaning in the U.S. Give me a ring means you want to put a ring on it. <laughs> you know, I can't help but think of the the Austin Powers where he dresses up as a and he <laughs> and and he does he does a dance with her with the little pigtails. But anyway, that's that's another sexy one. But we're not just going to talk about sex. Another one I'm going to jump in because you brought up too. Hang on, let's let's take a moment on on Britney and talk about that. You said it's hit me baby one more time, but it's really just saying give me a call. It's definitely not a call for mixed martial arts dust-ups. She's not going to spar with this guy. Yeah, but if you remember that video, 
she's not exactly sat in the telephone booth waiting for a boyfriend to give her a ring, right? No, and I can see how that would easily be misunderstood because one of the one of the phrases people would say when they say, I would probably, mm, I think I would enjoy having sex with that person. What they'll say is, I'd hit that. <laughs> so she's like, hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> I'd hit that. All right, I'm, I'm going to change them so people think it's not just all about sexy stuff, which is kind of fun now. And I'm going to jump to um, a group called the Hollies. And, you know, like different meanings, you know, like we're saying, remember the song Bus Stop? Yeah. That's the way the whole thing started. Silly, but it's true. And, you know, it's all about a relationship beginning in a queue. And I'm wondering, as you being a Yank and me being kind of a, almost a Yank, but I am English, um, do you guys know what a queue is? Typically, no. Most Americans don't know that a queue, they would think about a queue as being something like, oh, yeah, my playlist, that song's number five in the queue. But they wouldn't think about that of, oh, I went to the bank and I had to queue up. <laughs> That's so not anyway, an American thing. So maybe we've uh, done something for Americans out there to let them know what a queue is, too. Well, typically, if we hear that, we're thinking C-U-E and not Q-U-E-U-E. Ah. We're thinking of things like, oh, that's my queue. Time to go on stage. Ah, that's my queue. This conversation just got awkward enough that I'm leaving. Uh, well, it's hard not to be awkward around you. But, hey, listen, no, they did another song, Carry On, Carry On, Carry On. When we were at school, our games were simple. I played a janitor, you played a monitor. Then you played with all the boys and prefects. What's the attraction and what they're doing? So just uh, this is another hidden meaning. It really, the song that the, because they were kind of not obsessed, but they love Mary and Faithful. Oh. And they really wanted to write a song about her, you know, mixed girlfriend and all that stuff. But anyway, they changed it to Carrie Ann instead of Mary Ann. And I guess it wouldn't have been the same song if they would have kept Mary Ann. Maybe it wouldn't have been a hit. But anyway. Why did, they, why did they change it to Carrie Ann? Do you know? Well, they didn't want to offend, you know, Mary Ann. And, you know, because you, you call a name and being such uh, a prominent figure in the 60s, I guess they didn't want to bring her into the song. They didn't want her to feel like she was being stalked by a band that was willing to use the top 40 to follow her. <laughs> I can understand that. That would be a little bit weird. 
<laughs> but then again, you know, we got songs like that already. Because think about that um, that song that uh, Christina Aguilera did with Maroon Five, where they're repeatedly saying, "I got the moves like Jagger." Like Jagger, Mick Jagger, you're out there, Mick, right? Right? <laughs> well, they did kind of, but nobody has moves like the Mick, right? That's right. So is your next one going to be uh, an English tune or an American pop song? Uh, no. <laughs> Actually, I, I guess you could say uh, there was a pop song that came out in America, but it was uh, from a Canadian artist, and that would be Jane Child. She did a song called Hey, Mr. Jones. And although some people think of Counting Crows and Mr. Jones and me, Hey Mr. Jones was a different song. And it was about drug addiction. It was about trying to deal with the cravings that that creates. She's addressing Mr. Jones because there's an English figure of speech where jonesing means that your body is kind of itching for a fix. Really? Yeah, so most English people don't know that that's what jonesing means. And they're thinking, who is this Mr. Jones fellow? I've been enlightened once more. So when people kind of use that, that's kind of what they're implying. Yeah. In fact, the lyrics are, hey, Mr. Jones, you led me on. You did me wrong. And that sounds a little bit like a relationship. But then at one point, she's screaming about how she feels like she can't breathe. And oh. it gets really kind of creepy because if you know that jonesing is a drug addiction thing, you start to realize these lyrics aren't about relationships. They're about addiction. All right, can we hear a little bit of the Jonesing, a little bit of the tune? Sure. Interesting. And not at all as cheery as the Counting Crow song about Mr. Jones. Oh, I love that song. That's brilliant. Sven the Fisherman Sells for seven seas to catch the finest fish for thee Sven the Fisherman Sells for seven seas to catch the finest fish for thee Sven the Fisherman Hey, that's my salmon. I saw it first. No, it isn't. It's my salmon. You always want the biggest fish, you yanks. That's not true. Give it to me. Hey, 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 hey stop hey. fighting. Fight over the music, but don't fight over the salmon. There's plenty of salmon to go around. That's why I sail the seven seas to find the finest fish for thee. It's Sven, the fisherman. Hi, boys. I'm the Alaskan. Sven sent me. This month, it's all about Alaska. 
The Alaskan frontier is the perfect place to find wild-caught, fresh, delicious sockeye salmon. We use Marine Stewardship Council certified sustainable wild sockeye for our cold smoked salmon products. The omega-3s in salmon are good for your health in a lot of ways, and it tastes uniquely smoky and wonderful. Seven Sea Salmon is tender and delicious, packed with wonderful flavors and spices for each unique fish. Available at your local grocery store, ready to use Spend and enjoy. Convenient, simple, and the main ingredient, deliciousness. That's why I sail the seven seas to catch the finest fish in the beach. The Spice Girls did. Um, Remember Wannabe, the Spice Girls song? You probably weren't a huge Spice Girls fan. I, I missed out on some of the Spice Girls things, but go ahead. Tell me what you want, what you well, really, really want. <laughs> well, the, in the song, they really they don't actually say drugs or the names, but it's a totally different meaning uh, to what you think it is. You know, uh, Mel C and uh, Jerry Holloway, they did a story from A to Z, and what the hidden meaning was, and inquiry minds want to know, was kind of enjoying sex while you're on, well, it's, you know. Controlled substances that alter the mind. You know, yeah, a, a feeling of ecstasy. I don't know if I can say the job. But they don't actually use their names. They don't actually use their names in saying that they were having a little bit of nookie well. But they do use the, um, like the initials, like uh, uh, G and uh, MC. So I think they were kind of, they were, they were singing about that, but they weren't actually using the names uh, to, you know, keep it, I guess, kind of clean and so it wouldn't get barred, you know? Yeah, and I don't know that song, so let's hear a little bit of it. I love the Spice Girls. You know what's odd about that, though? I mean, the Spice Girls are not American. They're English. But it, it occurred to me when you were talking about G and MC, one of the things that happened when rap first started out and has continued today is that rap has always been about its own language. There's slang that comes right off the streets. There's different people in different neighborhoods using terms. And these figures of speech rotate through really fast. They'll come and go, and very few of them actually stick. Kind of like how electronica bands change names all the time. And you're like, DJ who? Whoa, that was last year. Who's the DJ? Wait, oh, no, that's a DJ? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that was an alt-rock band. But no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you've got these figures of speech that come and go. And for example, G. G could be gangster. G could be, um, well, let's see. If I think about it, G could be gangster. It could be having sex. Or it could be a reference to getting a a sexually transmitted infection. 
That is true. It all all depends on one's uh, interpretation of it, yeah? Well, that's the thing. I, I kept thinking to myself with all this slang flying around that a lot of Americans don't quite understand or they have to think about it and know the enough about the context of the lyrics to, to unwind it, to decipher it. What happens when it gets across the pond to the UK and they've got no idea? Excuse me? What do you mean they don't have any idea? We got more idea than you, pal. Okay, so imagine a New York rapper is talking about rolling in his 98. <laughs> and he's got a blunt. Okay, sometimes we don't. But he have decided it was a Philly. And I, I sound terrible as a white person articulating this in a radio voice. <laughs> but there's no way I'm going to try and sound like Jay-Z because there's only one Jay-Z. But I'm saying you listen to a 50 Cent song that's just about everyday life. And he's using all these figures of speech that are specific to his gang, his crew, his neighborhood, his history. And then you take that all the way across the pond into the UK. And some of that stuff is probably going to be confusing as heck. Well, yeah, but you know, a lot of people when they're listening to songs, they don't analyze the lyrics and what it's about. They just kind of enjoy the song and they really don't look too deep into them sometimes. You know what I mean? Which is why they don't wonder what G means. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's uh, the thing the Spice Girls were talking about. I guess the Spice Girls really were gangsta. Yeah, but I I brought two in a row and I don't want to get accused of taking over the show. So go ahead, my friend in America. Oh, I'm in America too. That's right. But uh, go ahead. What else have you got? You know what I love is that um, the song by Semisonic is kind of a ringer in this show because the song Closing Time by Semisonic confused everybody. And rightfully so, because... The song says, closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Typically a thing that they'll say when they close down a bar. Makes perfect sense, only the lead singer's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's not at all about drinking or bars or alcohol. Uh, never mind the fact that the video has me wandering through bars. <laughs> no, I swear, it has nothing to do with alcohol. So nobody would have known this missed meaning. And that's part of what's funny about it is, Later on, he said, oh, no, actually, that song's about childbirth. Uh, I don't believe it, but... but I, like, I don't think it's about giving birth while drunk, but it was more along the lines of he said, okay, so it's, uh, it's really the fact that my wife and I were waiting for our first kid, and I thought, wouldn't it be funny if the idea of a child being born is that the kid's getting bounced out of the club? <laughs> 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 you gotta go. You can't stay here. Closing time. This room will be open till your brothers or your sisters come. So gather up your jackets, move it to the exits. I hope you have found a friend. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other You know, talking about last call and last orders at bars, you know, it works differently in England. You know, they they have like normally when you go into the local pub, they'll have like a big bong or they'll bang something on the bar or they'll have a bell that they ring, Uh you know, if it's closing at 1030. And what everybody does, they run up to the bar and they order the beers. 
you don't just order one if you're a night on the town. They pretty much order as much as they want because they know they're not going to get served. And then they sit around in the pub drinking all the alcohol. But you can't go back to the bar and order it. But say like, if you not to promote alcohol, but say like you want three more pints and you're out and you're having a party, you can go up up to that time before last call and order as many as you want. And they're not going to say, no, you can't do that. Isn't that hilarious? Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. So what happens then? Does the server then go, oh, great. Now I just have to sit here and do nothing while I watch drunk people finish the rest of the night? What happens? <laughs> What's the server? No, we serve ourselves. We don't have everything done like you do here. We have to go up to the bar and whoever's getting the last orders in gets the last orders in and you pick them up at the bar and bring them back. But but still, that's, that's my point is, does the bar then stay open? Does the bartender just sit there and stare at people while they yes. have fun and get drunker? Yes, they get, get it down your throat so I can get out of here. <laughs> so they won't actually close up and go, you know what? Leave. <laughs> it's 3 a.m. I got to be up at 8 a.m. You got to quit this. I still got to clean this place up. They can't really do that. And legally, it's legal to do that. So I guess you can hang out all night. Before wow. See, in America, typically they'll have, it'll be local, but there'll be like local times of night when the bars close and they'll say, okay, you know, it, at 2 a.m. all the bars close. And then by about 2.30, the cops are out looking for any potential drunk drivers. Yes. Good. Keep them off the streets. Yep. All right. Getting away from um, alcohol, uh, you know, I was thinking about the uh, Pink Floyd song, um, Another Brick in the Wall. Uh-huh. You know? And you know the Scottish guy? Go and do your Scottish accent. <laughs> if don't oh, that, that you don't eat your behind the curtain. Stand still, laddie. <laughs> you can't have any pudding. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? All right. Me, my question to you, Yank, do you know what pudding is? It's that don't thing, call me. Uh, when they, you call they, somebody they, a pudding, it's not a compliment. Say, are oh, you big pudding? But do you know what pudding is? It's that, it's that stuff that Jell-O makes that's not Jell-O. It's just a big lump. It's a big, smooth lump like, um, like, like yogurt, but actually packed with sugar and artificial flavors. <laughs> no, that's in the States. Pudding is like your dessert. It's another word for dessert in England. Just a general uh, dessert word? Well, it can dessert? treacle pudding, like a sponge like cake, sweet, and you put treacle, like syrup on top. (laughs) Well, I guess you'd feel full pretty fast if you did that. We do have other savory puddings, but they're not dessert, you know, like steak and kidney pie. And to Americans, we don't mean kidney as in kidney beans. We mean lamb's kidneys, you know. Oh, how pleasant. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like Silence of the Lambs or something. But it actually is absolutely delicious. Suet pudding with steak and kidney and Suet? gravy with, with chips and gravy and a fish on top. After a couple of pints, it goes down well. You should try it sometime. Miller, I'm Southern. I understand what you mean by gravy, but what's this with the suet and the pudding and the sponges? That's, that's Y'all just sound a- like a doctor trying to cook. <laughs> 
but it's <laughs> it's just a different uh, meal. So just to, boy, we're doing a lot of trivia for the people out there. <laughs> That's part of the fun of this one. Yeah. So yeah. So Americans pudding means dessert. That's why you got to eat your meat, or else you don't get any pudding. So there you go, buddy. A little bit of enlightenment again. But uh, let's carry on. And what uh, else? A question. Hang on. You said if you. So in other words, in a, it's telling a kid if you don't eat your dinner, you can't have dessert. Yes. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, in layman's terms. So, so everybody knows on both sides of the Atlantic. Yeah, you're right, man. Well, he screeches that whole thing of how can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? And I'm like, well, pfft, you just wait till you're an adult and you can cheat. You know, when, when there's no parents around, you can go, I'm going to have pudding for breakfast and I'm going to have Cap'n Crunch for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> All right. All right. Go ahead, Yank. Well, oh, let's see. Oh, no, no, we can't go ahead. What? Gotta, let's let's play a little bit of the Scottish dude. You oh, know? yeah, let's we we definitely want to play that excerpt for people who may or may not know or may just want to hear it again cuz that voice is just crazy. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, I remember as a kid hearing that and just being terrified. I'm like, that really sounds like a horrible, horrible teacher, and I don't want to be anywhere near him. Hey, that's the way the teachers were back in the back in those days. Plus, they, they could beat you up back then too. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Well, maybe I don't want pudding. Maybe I want cookies. That's right. Oh, you I'm mean, sorry. That's a different thing in the UK. They don't call them cookies. Hey. You haven't had the strap and the cane and the slipper, have you? That, those aren't food products, are they? <laughs> no, but if you didn't eat your meat, that's what you used to get sometimes. So not blackstrap, molasses, cane sugar, and something, something slipper. No, I'm talking about punishment. They get the weapons out and use them on you. But they can't do that anymore, so you don't have to eat your pudding without recourse. You're okay. Don't bring that cane out on me, old man. With karate, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> I don't think that I go down well with the teachers back there. No, but that was a quick nod to Jack Black and Tenacious D. If you oh, haven't heard the Tenacious D song, Karate, it's worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, it's out of context. I've, I've not heard it, and probably a lot of the listeners haven't heard it too. How about a little bit of that? You actually want me to play yes. the song Karate by Tenacious D? No, just like a little what you were talking about right there. I'm interested. Okay. Warning. This contains extremely explicit language. Ah! With karate, I'll kick your ass. Here to Tiananmen Square. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. I'm gonna kick your fucking dairy hair. Yeah, yeah. You broke the rules. Now I pull out all your pubic hair. Kyle betrayed me and then he lied, tried to hide, and I died deep inside, and you know the reason why, I'm gonna kick your ass, from here to right over there. 
That's a great song, but I never heard that one before. <laughs> it's insane. I could probably put a sample of that in the show, but I'd be blipping bits of it out. <laughs> I think we have a certain boundary we probably shouldn't cross before the, the listener is going to go, ah, <laughs> cute. I was listening to you at work, or my kids were in the van. Damn it. <laughs> Have to end it now, folks. I'm Steve Atkins, Alimi, and I'm off to my favorite pub for a pint. So I'm closing up the mic. And I'm Blake Bennett, the Yank. And I don't know about these pints, but I am going to have my favorite beverage in a perfectly American standardized sized can. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show and keep an eye out for us because we got more on the way. See ya.